For Thursday, August 10th, 2017, I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway Star's James Marino. James, we both had a, a late night last night, so we were recording early on Thursday morning, which uh, generally we don't do too often, but often it has to do with embargoes. Today, no embargo, but I'm kind of glad that we are recording late because there was a pretty interesting piece of news that came into my inbox right before we started recording. So we'll get to that a little later in the episode. So, uh, uh, you know, nice little twist of fate on a Thursday morning. I'm very excited for today's news because first up in the news, the boss makes his Broadway plans official. Yes, it's been rumored and even reported now for about a couple months. But yesterday it became official. The boss, Bruce Springsteen, will be making his Broadway debut this fall at the Walter Kerr Theater. Interestingly, though, James, it will be about a month earlier than we had originally anticipated. Those original reports were that he would begin his run in November and then kind of play through the holidays. But now Springsteen on Broadway will begin previews on Tuesday, October 3rd, less than two months away, with an official opening on October 12th. The boss will do five shows per week through November 26th. Tickets for Springsteen on Broadway will go on sale on August 30th at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, exclusively through Ticketmaster Verified Fan. This is one of those programs that uh, ticketing companies try to use to subvert the secondary ticket buyers and scalpers from getting everything before actual fans can. Registration for Ticketmaster Verified Fan for this event will end on August 27th, so make sure that you get in there before then because, James, I'm pretty sure these tickets are going to go really quickly. Um, Of the show, Springsteen said in a statement, quote, I wanted to do some shows that were as personal and as intimate as possible. In fact, with one or two exceptions, the 960 seats of the Walter Kerr Theater is probably the smallest venue I've played in the last 40 years. My show is just me, the guitar, the piano, and the words and music. Some of the show is spoken, some of it is sung. It loosely follows my the arc of my life and my work. Interestingly, James, the press release mentions a design team for the show, lights, sound, you know, scenic design, but no director and obviously no other musicians. As Bruce said, it's just him and the guitar and piano. So it looks like this is going to be completely pure, unadulterated Springsteen. I <laughs> I don't know what to say. I'm so excited about this. Intravenous Springsteen. Oh, it's very, very exciting. So, next up in the uh, news, we are talking about Bandstand announces a closing date on Broadway. Yeah, not as exciting as Springsteen's news, but, um, you know, much like the announcement 
the previous day of Great Comet closing. This one doesn't come as a huge shock, but, you know, it's still a bummer. On Wednesday, the original Broadway production of Bandstand announced that it will play its final performance on September 17th, ending its six and a half months on Broadway. The show, which stars Laura Osnes and Corey Cott, won a Best Choreography Tony Award for Andy Blankenbuehler, who also directs. James, there was no mention of a planned national tour for the show in the press release, but... I think this one will probably be a really popular property in the regional theaters across the country. It's a little different. It's got something that will appeal to a wide audience. Um, you know, so even if it doesn't tour, I think there is a life for Bandstand outside of New York. Um, so congratulations to everybody at, at Bandstand who's, you know, they've done something that few people do nowadays. They've really brought to life a completely original musical with no source material and had a fairly respectable run on Broadway. So congratulations on that. Now, James, this might sound crass or disrespectful, but um, the first things that I thought out thought about when this release came yesterday were two things. One, Laura Osnes is now available to do the pre-Broadway Los Angeles run of Crazy for You in March that's being aimed for New York sometime in 2018. And then it occurred to me as I was talking to Broadway World's uh, cabaret editor, Ashley Steves, what if the delay in announcing the leads for My Fair Lady was just Bartlett Shear biding his time, no pun intended for the crazy for you reference, to see what happened with Bandstand in order to see if he could wait as long as possible to maybe get Osnes in as Eliza. Obviously, he's worked with her before. Uh, Osnes took over for Kelly O'Hara during her maternity leave of, on during South Pacific and then eventually replaced her as Nellie Forbush the following year. Um, I I, James, there's so many weird, crazy rumors about what is going to happen with Eliza. This one seems to be a lot more plausible than some of the other really funky stuff that people are bandying about online. I was really excited when you had mentioned this to me uh, and thought, of course, this this makes perfect sense. If it all comes into play, then you will be the Oracle of Broadway. (laughs) <laughs> Oracle of Broadway, yeah. So you can put your hand on an orb with uh, you and some of your friends. and uh, No? <laughs> All right. So maybe uh, in the next uh, couple of months, we'll be talking about showing casting news with Laura Osnes. But until then, Waitress announces a tour cast. Yeah, yesterday the cast was announced for the first national tour of Waitress, the Sarah Bareilles and Jesse Nelson musical, will be led by Desi Oakley, which is just a great name, by the way. Um, she was most recently seen in the uh, on Broadway in the revival of Les Mis as a replacement Fontaine. She will play Jenna and Lena Klingeman will play Dawn and Brian Finkhart will play Dr. Pometer. Nick Bailey will be Earl and Ryan G. Duncan will be Cal. They will be joined by current Broadway cast members. Charity Angel Dawson as Becky, Larry Marshall as Old Joe, and Jerry Morris as Ogie. We will have the rest of the casting announcement in the show notes at broadwayradio.com if you want to check those out. The Waitress First National Tour begins in Omeo, Omeo, Cleveland, Ohio on October 17th. In other show and casting news, James, this was a really cool article. Yesterday, Michael Paulson of the New York Times published a pretty in-depth look at the changes going on with the adaptation of frozen from stage or from screen to stage it's a pretty substantive article so everyone should definitely read it if you're interested obviously the link will be in the show notes but some of the biggest takeaways were that one let it go has been moved back in the story to be the act one finale that's not really a surprise i think everyone kind of anticipated that but also elsa has at least two new songs she really doesn't have a song other than let it go in the film so this makes sense and one of the things um that 
well, also the villagers will have nor traditional Norwegian clothes and garments. But the thing that I think makes the most sense for me, and I'm actually really kind of pleased that they've made this decision, is that instead of the rock trolls from the music or from the movie, they've been replaced by what's called the hidden folk, which are actually drawn directly from Scandinavian folklore. Um, they're less silly and cute like the trolls were and more mystical and magical that kind of give the sense of wonder to this whole world where, uh, you know, a princess and eventually queen can conjure snow and ice out of her hand. So um, I'm really excited about these changes. Paulson also revealed some additional details about the profit sharing that we've previously heard discussed about this show. It was announced last year, but we didn't know a whole lot about who was going to be involved. He reported that any actor or stage manager represented by Actors Equity, which I would assume would be everybody, that has worked on the show from the fall of 2016, so last fall's labs and readings and everything, through the Broadway opening, would share in 0.5% of the show's profits which james considering that the stage adaptation of the lion king has grossed 7.9 billion dollars worldwide since it opened back in the late 90s that could end up being a fairly sizable amount of money for not a huge group of people to share in perpetuity hmm. i'm trying to do that math in my head but it's too early in the morning it's three it's 395 million dollars to share now that's obviously 7.9 billion is the gross so we don't know what the what the profits is but if you know they get to share the profits on 395 million dollars that's probably still a decent amount of money i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't turn it down no sure absolutely <laughs> although uh it, it, this is off script and off topic um I very often see my uh, my friends on Facebook post their residual checks of zero point zero dollars wow. and zero point one cent and things like that. I hope that this doesn't turn into that. No, uh, a guest spot on Law and Order probably doesn't pay uh, the same as this would. So we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Manhattan Theater Club to honor Prince this fall. Yeah, Hal Prince. Sorry, that's a, a, a autocorrect into Hall Prince. Um, uh, yesterday, I was thinking it, was, it with your order, they were honoring Prince, the artist. Uh, no, but, no, no, uh, no. Makes more sense, Hal Prince. Yes, of course. Yesterday, it was announced that the Manhattan Theater Club will present its 2017 fall benefit honoring 21-time Tony Award winner Harold Prince on Monday, October 23rd. Obviously, MTC is now presenting Prince of Broadway at the Friedman Theater. Prince also directed Love Music for the company back in 2007 and was on the theater's board of directors from 2006 through 2013. Ticketing and table information will be available in the coming weeks, but this will surely be a star-studded event, so if you want to go, keep an eye out, because as soon as MTC announces that, I'm sure people will be plucking down a lot of money to get into this. And then yesterday, the Old Globe Theater in San Diego announced the cast for the upcoming world premiere of Benny and June, the musical. Based on the 1993 film that starred Aidan Quinn as Benny, Mary Stuart Masterson as June, and a young Johnny Depp as Sam, uh, the musical features a book by Kirsten Gunther, music by Nolan Gasser, and lyrics by Mindy Dickstein. Leading the company, James, this is a pretty cool cast for an uh, out-of-town tryout, will be Andrew Samansky, recently of the Bridges of Madison County tour as Benny, Hannah Ellis, recently of Bright Star on Broadway as June, and Gentleman's Guide Tony nominee and friend of the pod, Bryce Pinkham as Sam, which James is really, really cool casting. I think Bryce Pinkham has proved that he can do just about everything, and uh, him playing the the Johnny Depp role in this musical adaptation seems really, really fascinating. So I'm 
Super excited to see what this looks like. The company also features Colin Hanlon, Paulo Montalban, Jason Sweet Tooth Williams, and more. Directed by Jack Cummings, the artistic director of New York's Transport Group. The show will run at the Globe from September 7th through October 22nd. And finally, in the show and casting news here, James, um, this thing that I teased at the top of the show, I woke up to my inbox and saw that Steve Kazee announced via Instagram that he would be leading the industry reading for the new musical adaptation of The Sting. Uh, he's Steve because he's been in New York doing some concerts at 54 Below recently, and at one of the concerts, he announced that he was doing something that he thinks will be coming to Broadway really soon. He's very excited about it. The Sting is actually part of, I believe, Paper Mill Playhouse's season this year, so it'll get its world premiere there, and then hopefully will eventually come to Broadway. Steve has, hasn't been on Broadway since he won a Tony and a Grammy. For once, he's also been seen in 110 in the Shade, um, or 110 in the Shade. I can never remember if it's 110 or 110. Either way. Um, I'm a huge Steve Kazee fan and uh, excited to see him in a new musical, especially in one, um, you know, based off a, a beloved film. All right. So I hadn't heard anything about this, so I'm excited to hear this. Bill Murray oh. finally saw Groundhog Day, the musical, twice. Yes. On Tuesday night with the New York Times Sopan Deb chronicling every step, legendary actor Bill Murray finally visited the August Wilson Theater to see Groundhog Day, the musical. Obviously, it's based on one of his most iconic roles, so it's fitting that he went, but a little surprising that he didn't go sooner. But anyway, Sopan first took to Twitter to notate everything before putting it into an article, including how Murray cheered after a lot of the songs he fist pumped when uh, Andy Carl's character met Ned Ryerson for the first time. And then he sobbed and weeped op or wept openly during the show and then gave a really emotional speech to the cast afterwards. Uh, there were some great pictures with Murray and the cast, um, some great pictures with obviously Andy Carl and Bill and get this James in perfect, weird, quirky Bill Murray comic form. He showed back up to the theater the next day to see it again. Um, or maybe it was the same day being lived over again. I don't know. But um, when I saw the tweet come out that Bill Murray was back at the August Wilson Theater, I literally laughed out loud because Bill Murray does these weird things all the time. He shows up at people's, you know, bar mitzvahs and weddings uninvited. And it's just it's Bill Murray. So that's hilarious. And so this made me laugh when I saw it. And uh, it seems like according to uh, Deb's reporting, he was really, really moved by the piece. Um, and I hope that this gives a little shot in the arm to Groundhog Day, which has kind of fallen off the publicity radar recently and hasn't been doing so great in the grosses. So hopefully getting Bill Murray in there, not once, but twice, maybe can give him a little boost at the box office. Wow. That is a great way to start our Thursday morning. All right. Why don't you get us out of here? All right. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter at BWW Matt and subscribe to something like a pop on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for spending some of your Thursday with us. Uh, I think Matt and I will be here tomorrow to finish off the week. Maybe. We